started yesterday was Daf Lamed Hey, today is Daf Lamed Vav. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. We're learning. And from Abashmol Shimon, and also for Daniel Bernard Baruch Ben Yudaleib Ve'Amy, and may the Neshamas have an Aliyah, as well as Rufus Shleimah to whoever need it, and Mazel Tov, have in mind the Mazel Tov, the Simchas Baruch Hashem, Simchas Baruch Kali Yisrael. Amen, Amen. Simchas Baruch Kali Yisrael. Yep. Yankel, Yankel, Yankel. Pinchas Yankel. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't you have rhyme. to make it right. You have to come up with the line that rhymes. Okay, okay, let's no. get started. So the review is the Lamed Hey. We're going to start a review with, um, at the bottom of the page of Dalit Amid Beis. And uh, we started off with a question. Rav Yosef wanted to know the first uh, sighting of a discharge. Oh. Of a mitzora, okay. What status does that <coughs> discharge have? As we know, in other words, is it going to have a status of tuma like the mayanos of the mitzora or not? Do we say that the makam of ziva, wherever it is, is basically a mayan and therefore it is metama, or do we say that it's not a mayan and therefore it does not um, have tumas masa, tuma mayan of karen, mayan, mayan, like yeah. a spring, yeah. right? No, no, for the water, the water. Correct. A spring, it's called so in English. Yeah. Okay, so that was the question. So Rabbi says, I have a proof for you. It says that it says in the Pasuk that the, the Zovo is Tame. Okay, which teaches us that the Zov is Tame. And the question is, which Tuma are we talking about? We're saying the actual flow itself, the discharge itself is Tame. In other words, not only is the man himself who has the bodily discharge Tame, but the ziva itself, the flow, this um, discharge is also tummy. That's what the Pasuk says, that the zov is tummy. Now, what are we talking about? If we're talking about a plain zov, so is there any need to tell you that? I mean, if it's able to make the man who had the, the discharge tummy, clearly it itself is a tummy thing. So that is the question. It's kolshkein. So obviously, we're not talking about just the plain zov, we're talking about the zav mitzora. Now, I don't know if you thought about this yesterday, but there's an obvious question. What do you mean? Azamitsura, I wouldn't know that that discharge should be tummy. Now, why would I think it's not? Why, why would I? Why I need would a special. Think, why would you think it's not tummy? Right. Why would I think that's different than the regular discharge? The answer is, is because there's a very fundamental difference. The regular discharge is what's making the man tummy. And therefore, if it makes him tummy, surely it's tummy. But a discharge of a mitsura, is it making the mitsura tummy? Not really. The, already, he's yeah. been tummy. The, the female is not tummy. No, we're talking about the, the man. The female mature, I know, but the female mature is not tummy. So perhaps you... That, no, 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 no. Wrong no, line of reasoning. No, no, don't want to go to that reason, okay? The reasoning is what I'm telling you. <coughs> Since <coughs> the discharge <coughs> doesn't do maybe anything to the man, maybe it itself it's not is not going to have a dintum on its own, and that's what we need a special buzzing for, and that's what it's saying. Now, the fact, this itself indicates, the fact that there's a pasuk to be marbe, which is talking about it when it's making when we call the discharge tummy. Obviously, we're talking about a ria shnia the second time around because the first one doesn't have that higher level of tuma. So, if the ria shnia needs a riboy hakra, so doesn't that automatically tell you that the makam of ziba is not a really a mayan? Because anyway, the mitzoras all its mayanos are anyway tummy. I wouldn't need a pasuk to talk about a mitzoras um, discharge. 
Okay, the fact that we need a special drasha to tell you that it's tamei by the by the zav of a proves that it's not a mayan, and therefore on the rear rishona, which is um, it basically won't it won't be tamei masa. That's basically the the proof. Comes along Rav Yudim Descartes, and he says that you know Rava, it's not a hundred percent. I'll tell you why because it, the, the the your whole logic is based on the fact that it, the pasuk could not have been talking about a plain zav because it's a kolshikain. If it's able to make the zav himself tame, surely it itself is tame. That logic is flawed because we find in the Torah that there are things that make other things tame, but they themselves remain tahor. Example, a sarmish dalech. A sarmish dalech is th- through one that's thrown over the cliff on Yom Kippur. And the halacha is, is that, of course, it itself is not tame, but uh, anyone who is osik in the sarmish dalech becomes tame. Okay, that's the drasha. So the fact that it's metame achirim is not a raya that it itself is tame, and therefore we need a pasuk to tell you straight up that, is, uh, that the ziva flow itself, the discharge, in a regular case, is, has a dintom on it. So it doesn't prove anything. So Abaye says, um, come along Abaye, and he says that, uh, what's the Shiloh? Um, uh, I mean, think about the, the Psukim. I mean, we, have, we know that there's a positive, this is Rava talking, okay? And uh, basically, the Zav, uh, it says in the Torah, Zos Torah Hazav, which we use to express that it's not only talking about an adult, even a child, Okay? That has a dinziva uh, for a young, a young, uh, under age, okay, under under not even under nine in a day, it still has a dintoma. That's what it's saying that there's a dinzav, regardless of the age. And uh, once that pasuk is already teaching me the age, that means that the words lazachar is not teaching me any even on, under even under that age. So what's the zachar coming to tell you? It's coming to be marba mitzoras mayanos. And then we have another pasuk of Nekeva to talk about a Mitzorah's Mayanos. And we already compare now Mitzorah to the Zav in the pasuk. The fact that the pasuk of Ziva is teaching you halachos of a Mitzorah, so that connects the two. And we're comparing a Mitzorah to a Zav Gomor. Just like a Zav Gomor is Metamba Bimasa, so to the Rear Rishon of a Mitzorah is also Metamba Bimasa by virtue of the fact that there's. They're, they're being darshaned together. So that's the bottom line. That's the answer. The answer is yes. Okay, short answer. Okay, yes. The Rishona of Azov is Amayan and it's Tame. Okay. Brings us to the next day. Rav Hun, what? Yeah, it's philosophically. Why do we. This is Nida we're learning. Why, how do we get the Mitzorah mixed in there? Is it because of the Tame issue? Wait, what's the big picture? How does this all fit together? Well, you have to realize when you talk about Nida, it's not just Nida, it's Nida, and it's also Ziva. Because as we know, Nida and Ziva are, are very connected, much connected. Yeah. From Ziva, you talk about both the Zava of a, a Zava and a Zav, female and male. Right. And once we talk about a Zav, obviously we also talk about Shekhvah Zeres So all the Tumas, as they're applied to bodily emissions, are fair game, right? Gotcha. When we bring in Mitzorah, we're talking about not just the Mitzorah, we're talking about the Ziva of a Mitzorah. That's what the Shiloh that came up. What, does his flow have a status of Tumah or not? So that's part of where the topic is going. And that's why the que- that's how so the question, the question came up. basically, about Mitzorah. Mitzorah. Mitzorah's discharge for the first time. We understand that if it's one of the later discharges, so that's, that's, uh, that's for sure going to have a Tintum on it. We're not even questioning that. Cause he's a mitzorah, just because he's a Mitzorah, it's not going to downgrade the discharge from being Tumah. But the first, uh, Mitzorah's first discharge, 
That's the suffix that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that was the Shiloh, and that's what they answered. The answer is yes, it is going to be Tommy. Philosophically, there's no connection between Mitzorah and Zivah. No, neither. No, no. But the Torah never talks about the Mitzorah, the friendship between Mitzorah the first time or second time or third time. Mitzorah is Tzaras. That's right. right. He has Tzaras. You mentioned about We're talking about the first time he's talking about his his Ziva. Ziva. I know, I know. The Ziva of the Mitzorah. That's our Shaila. Okay, the Ziva of the Mitzorah. So Ziva is first time, second time, third time. If he's a Mitzorah, does that change anything? That's the question. He's time to start with. So what does the ziva add? We're talking about the tuma of the ziva itself, the discharge itself. Okay. A person who has tzaras, his bodily fluids have the tuma that he has. So in other words, that we're familiar with. But the bodily fluids are limited to certain bodily fluids, not his blood, right? Only his urine and his saliva. So the question is, well, what's discharge? Is it like urine and saliva, or is it more like blood? And therefore, that's going to be the practice. That's what we're looking at. That's the question. Okay. Is what? How does discharge work? Is it considered similar to a mayan, or which is a drasha that that, that they are tummy, or is it not similar to a mayan? That's the real question that we were asking. And the proof we brought by the, the basically by comparing ziva to mitzora puts it into the same boat that, that must be that the Ria Rishona of Azov that is a, a Tzora is going to also be Metama even Bemasa, the higher level Toma. That's the answer. Does anybody talk about sweat? Perspiration? No. no. It's not an issue. Like a, no. Like a, 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 no. a, a shirt no. that's soaked in sweat, does that convey Toma? No. No, 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 perspiration is not a Mayan. That's for sure not a Mayan. Yeah. Mayan is something like, again that builds up like in, a, in your yeah. bladder and then you, oh, and then you can then you have to go. Okay, so that's that's what we mean when we say mayan. Right. And if it doesn't have that quality, then it's for sure not included. Okay, there was a special limud for the for maybe a, a, a woman who has a ziva flow, whatever. That was the drasha. It was a machlok is how we learn on that. But anyway, but that's not, the stuff. No, nobody sweat. No sweat for sure not. Okay, all right. So Rav Huna says um, another interesting halacha that the Riyah Rishon of Azov even is uh, we don't doesn't matter if you can excuse it if you can say that it came from some from some extenuating circumstance the person overexerted themselves they ate too much they drank too much those things even though they may be a factor in causing the discharge but it doesn't change the fact that they're still the same tuma that a Riyah Rishona has regardless. Okay? And the basis for that of Rav Huna's drasha is by virtue of the fact that the Zav and the Mitzor and the, and the Shekhar Zera are compared together. And just like Shekhar Zera, it's irrelevant why you had, uh, why, why this happened to you. Um, you are the same Tameh of, you know, you got to kind of go to the mikvah, etc. So the same thing will be, um, just like Shekhar Zera is Metam so to the Rishon of Zav is also Metam bonus. Problem with that is, is that we saw some sugi, some drashas, some mishnayos, that say that uh, that on the Rishona you need to check if there's some sort of reason why that zav had that bodily emission. Now, why is it relevant to check if you're anyway going to be the same tummy regardless? So, what's the purpose of that? That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara says, no, it's not relevant for toma because you are the same tummy regardless, but it is relevant for korban because in order to be chayav korban, there needs to be three reels that you definitely know that it's that it's connecting mm-hmm. to. 
um, uh, to, that it's real ziva, and now you, if you could excuse it, that it has to do with some other extenuating circumstance, it's not going to be chai v'korban. Okay. Tried another proof. The second one, you're also checking. So now, what is that proof? Uh, obviously, the second one, I'm not checking for a korban. Uh, if it means just for a korban and not for a toma, so then, obviously, that's not true, because we know b'feirush, the apostle specifies that on the second re'iyah, it has to be mibsaro and not machmas onso. That's where the drush has actually derived that mm-hmm. any onus, any extenuating circumstance that might have caused the, the bodily emission discounts it from being uh, tame. And it <clears throat> says so on the second re'iyah. So that's for sure. So obviously, it's, even, it's for toma over there. So if that's for toma, isn't the ratio also for toma? No. That's Gemara's answer. Who says you could be the ratio is talking about for carbon? That's why it's necessary to check. And the, and the second din is talking about for toma because that's what it's relevant for. Because obviously you're going to get if there's two reis on the second one, you're going to get a much higher level of toma. Toma, you're toma mishkav tachton keelion. You're very, I mean, even more. Whatever. It's like uh, it's all toma mis mishkav and moshav. Basically the same as uh, as anida. So that uh, that high level of tumah, that it's right the metama adam the begodim. Anyway, all those tumas do apply, and that's only if we cannot blame it on some extenuating reason why it, that discharge happened. Okay. So, try another proof from Rabbi Yezer. He says that on the third one you're checking because <laughs> that's Rabbi Yezer's shita that you have to check the third one because of the korban. Doesn't that imply that the Tanakhama says? That, uh, that it's not for the carbon while you're checking the third, but it's for the Tumah that you're checking the third. And uh, you see that Tumah, um, um, it doesn't exist unless it's, you know, you can't blame it on the owner. So Gumer says, no, everybody agrees that it, the third one's for the carbon. The whole mock focus over here is, interestingly enough, is whether you darshan S or don't darshan S. Meaning, according to the Rabbanon, you don't darshan the S. And therefore, there's a special din that if the first two times um, you can say that it was not due to extenuating <laughs> circumstances. And the third one was due to extenuating circumstances. It doesn't, it's still three in a row, and it'll still be Chayva Korban, because um, by the, if you're not darshaning the S, then there's Zav, Zovo, and then it's the last one, Lazachar. So Lazachar right away is compared to the Nekeva. Nekeva is Metame Baonis, so to the Zachar's Baonis, and that's how we know that the third one can even be bonus. It's comparing the Zohar to the Nekeva on number three. According to Rabbi Yezer, if you do Darshan, who does Darshan the S, so then it's Zav is one, S is two, Zovo is three, and then only the fourth one is La Zohar that's compared to the Nekeva. So after your three, that was clearly not bonus, then you'll be Chayva Karban, but, oh, meaning if it was not bonus, but if it was bonus, the third one not. And at that juncture, um, but the fourth one, meaning if you're trying to be metai yourself to have a even if you could say, yeah, wait a second, the discharge happened because you overate today. That doesn't help. You still need seven clean days, no matter what. Okay, and that's the idea. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, two, two, uh, and the third one is Sheikh Zerah for some reason, after all mission or whatever. And does that's that not, break it up? Does that break it up? You start over for one? Or is it, is no, no, no. Three, number three still. Okay, that's a. Uh, that's, <clears throat> so, first of all, you, uh, you're not going to be. Remember, after two, you're already full fledged tummy. Uh-huh. Okay. For the other one, for the. Uh, for the carbon. For the carbon. So for the carbon, 
um, you need you need three in a in a, in a, in a row. row in a row. So there was the, so that we don't consider that right. I would say that's not three in a row. You're not chayav a korban. Does he start over again if he still? He still needs seven minutes. clean days, but uh, yeah, it messes so we up that day. Ziva flow. He has to have three more in a row before the carbon. Uh, <coughs> yeah, you're not going to be chayav a carbon already. Okay, the three in a row by men is in three days or three in a row, even in yeah. the same day. Right. I don't know if you're, yeah, I remember. I remember. you remember that. So, so basically, that's that. So, so yeah, it'll mess it up if if you didn't. That day doesn't count as a day. Okay, but I'm saying. So that means you lost your three count. in a row. What? <laughs> Do you start yeah. from scratch for one, two, and three? Or of course. Yeah, but you three? still need, you still tambe full-fledged, and yeah. you're not going to be tar until you have seven clean days. So you got to still count your seven clean days. But as far as bringing Corbin, a carbon, no. you're not going to be having carbon until you have three more years. You're three right. more in a row. Exactly. That's, so they have to, oh, have to be the more? same type? That's three reasons. Or more. could you have a shukhoi there in the middle? That's what he's asking. Yeah, That's I exactly know, what he's asking. I know, and I'm saying, I, don't, I think that it... You need uh, three more, not As long as it, it doesn't need to be contiguous. If there was a shukhoi there in the middle, that's fine. But it, but it still has to be... Oh, it, doesn't, it has to be within the three more. days. Yeah, one more enough. Within that's three it. days. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's one more enough. Except if it's still within the yeah, three days. Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. if you lost the day because yeah. that day you had a shikh no. yeah, then, then, then you're that's that day. Yeah. has a clean day. Then that yeah, counts that's as a resets it, yeah. He starts it over. Yeah. Right. That's, that's like, it's like... It's like three days. If it's three days, you've got to start over that's what, that's, that's what I think. Again, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't learned the Mishnahis and Zavim for a while. So it's... Hazar. All right. Right. All right. Anyway, so we tried another proof. Um, anyway, we tried another proof. Rabbi Yitzchak says that uh, Zav is basically included in the parsha of Balkari. So why is Zav being taken out of the regular parsha of Balkari? Because after all, it's also a bodily emission. It should be the same din as Balkari. To be lenient and stringent. The leniency is, is that it's not metam bonus. The stringency is, is that it's a much higher level of truth. So, it's mush, mishka v'mosha. Now, the question is, which Riyah are you talking about? If you're talking about Riyah Shniya, so that was in the parish of Balkari. It's not a Balkari. There's no such thing as Riyah Shniya by Balkari. Balkari is, everyone is a standalone Riyah. Okay? There's no such thing as building up in a pattern. So obviously we're talking about the Riyah Rishona, and we're saying it's more lenient even in the Riyah Rishona because it's not Metam which is basically a proof that it is not Metam not like you want to say, not like we started with the proof saying that Ravuna says Riyah Rishona is Metam Seems to be saying very clearly that it's not metam bonus. Okay, so the Gemara says that can't be because we said that it's also lahachlier because it's also mishka b'moshev. Rishona doesn't have to mishka b'moshev. It's only the same as a regular shikh vazera, so that's wrong too. So obviously, the way to read it is Rabbi Yitzchak saying is that the zav was included in Balkari for the first time. Why is the second time special? Because to be the second time is not is new in the fact that the second time is more lenient and also more stringent, more lenient, that if you could blame it on something else, it's not <laughs> metamim bonus, but it's machmir because it's metamim mishka, mishka v'moshev. Okay. Brings us to the next halacha. Rav Huna says that, uh, oh, so it's not a halacha, it's telling you the metzius of the difference between a bodily discharge that's not uh, shech v'zera and shech v'zera. The, the bodily discharge that's not shech v'zera is a lot thinner, it looks similar to uh, the water that collects around the dough of barley dough. 
I don't know what that is, but I'm saying it's like just a certain liquid. It uh, comes from a, uh, when a person is not aroused, and that's not like a shechazah, which is only from a person who is aroused. Um, the ziva flow is a much thinner liquid, and it's similar to a non-fertilized eggs, egg white. And a shechazah is much thicker, and it's like the white of an egg that is not unfertilized, which it's means fertilized. it's fertilized, right. Okay, and that's the story. All right. Next, we talked about is the damyoledes of a of a woman who never went to the mikvah, and we saw also is machlokes between Bisham Misil and the Mishnah. Bishami says that the damyoledes uh, is only metam, even though okay. since she did not go to the mikvah, it's only metam if it's in liquid, but not if it's dry. It's like uh, uh, it's like rokem miraklim or anything like that, and that is Bishami. She says no, it's full fledged tummy, no different as than long as, she, no, as long as uh-huh. as long as she never went to the mikvah, uh-huh. it's not the damtor in any way at all. And that's the din. Now, um, so Bishilal said to Bishamay, don't you agree that if Anita doesn't go to the mikvah and she sees blood, that she's going to be tummy? So what's the difference? You don't go to the mikvah, it's tummy. So he says, Bishamay says, what are you talking about? And even if you go to the mikvah by Anita, if you see blood afterwards, you're tummy again. So that's not, that's not a briot over here, where that if she did go to the mikvah and now she'd see dam, this dam wouldn't bother us. So the dam itself it doesn't bother us. It's be'etzem, something that doesn't bother us. That's what Bishami's argument back is. Um, so uh, says Bishil to Bishami, but what about Yoledis Bizov? Don't you agree that Yoledis Bizov is if she did, is is uh, still um, if she would go to the mikvah after her seven count of seven clean days, she's going to be tahora. And yet, if she doesn't go to the mikvah and she sees, you would admit that she's tameya. So he says, not true. I argue on that too. I would say that if she's counted seven days, even if she didn't go to the mikvah, the, the blood is be'etzim tar blood, if it, but it's only metame in liquid form if it's because she didn't go to the mikvah. But if it's dry, then it wouldn't bother us at all. Because in, intrinsically, there's not problematic type of blood. That's how Beis Shammai argues, even there. So the Gemara says, but didn't we see that Rishamay agrees in our Mishnah to Beis Hillel when it comes to Yoledis Bezov? Because it says, That's Shammai agreeing to Beis Hillel. So what are you talking about? So how does this conversation make sense? So the answer is, it's not difficult. There's a question of how she count, whether she counted or didn't count. Meaning, if she was Yoledis Bezov, which as we defined, that's a woman who prior to the birth uh, she had uh, difficulty in childbirth, but for three days in a row, she's been seeing blood, and it was pain, And but she stopped having pain for a day before the child was born. So we say that that blood is not really related to the child, because then it would have been through till birth time. So the fact of the matter is, that's called a ziva. It's, uh, it's not during her yumeinida, so therefore we'll have a status of a, of a, of a, of a zava, and therefore she's Yoledis Bezov, which the rule is that after the if it's a boy, it's after seven days. If it's a girl, it's after 14 days. But you need to count Shiva Nikiyam at some point. And then once you count Shiva Nikiyam, then she could go to the mikvah and have her dam tohar. But you still need the Shiva Nikiyam first, the seven clean days. So anyway, so um, and if you counted the seven clean days, but you didn't go to the mikvah, then even Bishami would still argue. But if, you, but if, they never, if she never counted the seven clean days, so then, even, then Bishami would agree that if she would see dam, at this point in time, she is, uh, it's going to be Tamei blood, and it's Metamalach V'yavesh, even if it's dry. And we brought a Bryson that says it straight up, that in the case where she did count, Peshama is Lishitaso, 
Lishitasan, and Bitzel is Lishitasan. And that's where we left that off. Which took us into uh, the next topic, which will really take us into today's daf, a very important machlokas between Rav and Levi, which is really in the, in the physiology of this question of a, of a discharge. Right, is it two? Is it two? I, I think it's a way to explain it well. It make, it's pretty clear, right? Is it one... Right, is it one spigot or two spigot? That's the thing. Is it coming from the same place or is it not? According to Rav, it's coming from exactly the same place. There is really no difference, no difference physically between the Tamei the tame, uh, uh, blood and the Torah blood of the, of the Dam Torah. And, uh, but the Torah is what dictates. <laughs> it's the Torah that decided that this blood is metama at this point in time. And that same blood, the Torah says, is not metama at a different time. Okay, that's the way Rav looks at it. It's a very... Mm-hmm. Um, interesting concept. Okay, Based, uh, uh, Levi says no. The Torah is uh, conveying a, a, a physio- physiological difference. The blood that's that that that's accompanying her for the first t- uh, seven for a boy and first fourteen for a girl is all what we call uh, a dam tummy. It's coming from one place, and the blood that comes um, at some point after that for the next period of time, either 33 days or 66 days, depending on a boy or a girl, is going to be, um, is coming from a different place. And that's the blood that, 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 that doesn't bother us. And that's how, and it is not tummy. And that's how Levi learns. Murray wants to know that, you know, it, uh, we, we really is like a question that's really not relevant to us. Why is it relevant? After all, Everyone is agreeing that for the first seven or fourteen days is the lady's tummy. Everyone's agreeing that after that it's the the blood is tohar. So what's the difference where it comes from? Okay, well it's like just a it's an academic argument. Okay, so what's the difference? So Gemara says no, it's not academic. There's a practical difference because what if there's a flow that's continual from the time before the seven days through after the seven days or before the fourteen days after the fourteen days and also at the end of the period before forty to after forty for a boy or before eighty or after eighty. For a girl, what about that? So, according to Rav, um, according to Rav, where it's the same, it, then it doesn't matter that there's a continual flow. It automa- it just the status changes. That's the only thing. It's the same blood. Doesn't matter. But the blood automatic from that was bothering us a second ago. Now it doesn't bother us. Okay, and now it's taller. Um, that's exactly how he looks at it. According to Levi, you need a hefsik in order for it to become her blood. Again, so what comes out is in the, in the first period of the 7 or the 14, um, a, a continual flow will be a stringency for Levi because he's going to still consider it until there's a hefsek, a break, he's going to still consider it it's the dam tumma from before because it has to stop you know, have to turn one off and then turn the other one on. And so it's not, it's not working and if it's continual flow. So it went past its boundaries. Um, and so in the beginning part, it's going to be a, le- a leniency for Rav, a stringency for, for Levi. And in the end period, it's going to be a stringency for Rav and a leniency for Levi because he's saying that Dam Torah can extend beyond those periods of time of day 40 or day, or day 80. Because as long as it's still that same flow of that same blood that's coming from the same spigot, so to speak, it doesn't it doesn't really bother us. So that is the machlokas, that's the practical nafkamina between Rav and Levi, and then we tried bringing proofs. Um, who's right between Rav and Levi? So the Gemara brought down a number of uh, a number of proofs. So the first one we brought down is that uh, a question really. 
Uh, we talked about the Damioledes that never went to the mikvah, okay? And Beishami says that it's like Rok and Miraglaim. It also says it's Lachviyavish, Mutama Lachviyavish. Now, right now we're assuming that uh, this blood that we're seeing here was after a break, okay? Uh, now, if you go with Rav, who says that it's all one source, so therefore, and it doesn't matter, it's, the Torah said it's Torah, so that's why it's Metamalach V'yavish according to base, uh, base uh, Hillel, because after all, once you didn't go to the mikvah, it's full-fledged Tomah, because it's the same blood. It's not, a, you know, like, it's not the blood that changes. only thing that's changing is the, Torah, is the status. Well, the stat, it makes sense that the status shouldn't change if you didn't go to the mikvah. You understand? Okay, so, but according to Levi, that says that it's two different spigots. So, this is a brand new spigot. If it's a brand new spigot, so good, granted you didn't go to the mikvah. But, but, uh, uh, but, but after all, it's not the blood that's, this, that's the blood that's Tamay. Mm-hmm. So it should only be Metam Elach and not Yabesh. So um, why is it Metam Elach Yabesh? So, um, so Levi can answer. Maybe, maybe the case is that it's talking about where it was a continual flow. That's the Gemara says it's beautiful. If it's a continual flow, then it makes a lot of sense in, in uh, Beis Hillel because if it's a... Um, uh, um, because uh, it you, that that's true, but uh, if it's but if it's a continual flow, then what's Pshan Bishamai? Why does Bishamai say that it's uh, that the blood is only Mutamar Lach and not Yavish? So Bishamai holds. You're right. In other words, the uh, Levi will admit that Bishamai holds the Rab's <coughs> opinion. <laughs> Bishamai agrees with the Rab that it's only one Mayan, and that's why. Um, if it's a continual flow, it's going to be, um, uh, it, you know, if you, you know, it, 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 it needs the mikvah to, uh, I mean, without the mikvah, it's not going to be, uh, no, he, if, if, it's a, if it's the same flow anyway, the Torah was matarit. So bottom line is the Torah was matarit, so it should be okay. Okay. So the says, look, if you go with Levi, then I understand Machus B'Mishami B'Silo. Basically, B'Mishami holds like, like Mayan uh, Echad, and B'Silo holds Shnei Mayanos. But according to Rav, what's the difference between them? The answer is, they're arguing whether you need days and Tvila uh, to change it, which is B'Silo's thing, or, and, or uh, is it good enough to have the days? And B'Mishami says, days are enough. B'Silo says, no, it's the only Tvila that that actually changes the status. Bottom line is, there's an explanation for the machlokas and there's no proof. Yes? Let's me out here. They know in Beit They precede Levi? Yeah, way before. Where's Levi fit? Levi's not wrong? Levi is, Levi is, okay, so let's clarify. Okay, Beit Shammai and Beit were the students of Shammai and Hillel. Shammai and Hillel were alive during the base of Mikdash, okay? So they're very early. What? They're more early than Tanaim. They're part of the Zugos, okay? So they're second base of but they're early Tanaim, okay? Very early, okay? The Tamidim of Beisham and Beisillel are like the first generation Tanaim, basically. So that's Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai and his students, basically. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai was a Talmud of, Bisham, of Shammai and Hillel. And that's part of the school. The school of Beisham and Beisillel are basically early Tanaim, okay? That's first generation Tanaim. Much earlier than. Than someone like Levi who, or, or Rav. Remember, Rav is a Talmud of Rabbi Yudan Nasi. Rabbi Yudan Nasi, Rabbi Yudan Nasi is many generations later. Right, he, he right, he, but that's much later than Beishamay Bishil. You understand? Let's give you an example. Beishamay, be, 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 um, uh, the Talmudim of Shamay and Hillel formed the base Shamay and Bishil. So that would be Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai, his students. One of, the, one of his students was Rabbi Yezer. One of Rabbi Yezer's students was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, uh, one of his students in the end of his life was Rabbi Meir. 
Rabbi Yehuda Nasi only saw Rameir in his very old age. He never even got to sit in the Shear fully. So that's quite a few generations later, okay? Um, and that's Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Right, it's uh, right. Right, what? And Rav, Rav, was a Talmud, was, Rav was a Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Levi was a peer of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. So Levi does straddle both, both statuses, but they're still much later. Okay. The, 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 the idea that Levi, Levi has, that there's like two sources. Yes. Now, does he, does he deduce that, or does he have a tradition from his, his teachers about that? I can't tell you. <laughs> it doesn't give that. different than... Right, right. That, I can't tell you that. It's not basing on... On, on science, it's right. It's not a science. It's not looking. Yeah, I mean, no. So where does an idea like that come in? It could be that's just a svara. He's just, I think, what I think where it's coming from is pu- basically pure logic. He's, you know, he's saying it's illogical yeah. to assume that the Torah would just arbitrarily decide that the same blood should here be okay and here be not okay. Torah doesn't like, I mean, that's unusual. It makes more sense that, there, that there's some mm-hmm. fundamental difference between the bloods. It's that's coming from different places. Conclusion. That was just a rational deci- de- so conclusion. But we don't know. He's, he's departing from his, his teachers. No. Why? Who's his teacher? It's between him and Rav. He's older than Rav. Even. But, but to say that there are two sources instead of one... They didn't clarify those. This is something that was not discussed it's, it's before this thing. time. It's a new right. theory. A new theory. You're yeah. allowed to come up with new theories like that? Why not? So, because it doesn't directly contradict what. Exactly. It's a new thing. The, only, the question of the status of the blood, that, that's a definite. That, that everyone agrees to the status changes, right? Yes. The question is how we understand the status change. That's all. So, you're allowed to come up with an idea. That's an explanation. That's what it was. Yeah, it's anatomically. Any doctor will say, like, well, wait a second, you tell him it's coming from the earth. There's one universe and there's one right. the earth, and that's where the blood comes from. Where else could it be coming yeah. from? What is the right, exactly? Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, okay, okay, fair enough. All right. Rabbi, Rabbi. Yeah. Question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we have all day today. I mean, what do you mean? Okay, I mean, on the 7th, on the 14th day. Have to go visit day, the baby, come on. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's tradition that on a 7th or a 14th day, the woman has to go to the mikvah. Is that a tradition? Or is that halacha Sinai? I mean, all of a sudden he says, up to this point... No, no, it's, 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 a, it's a black and white pasuk. Okay, verse but the the does, does it say she has to go to mikvah? No. Well, it says, which we understand but, means to go... Okay. Not, not but, without, not but, by not okay, but the mikvah. But maybe adds over this point, the question really comes up, and Levi adds at this point that she has to wait seven days, clean ones. No, that's not Levi's fault. I thought that's, that Levi came up. That's not uh, Levi's thing. That's a Yoledis Bizov. Everybody agrees about a Yoledis Bizov that there's a no, new factor here. Okay, so the, the Yoledis of add extra factor of seven days. Exactly, because the so Ziva applies. So there's two dinam that are sitting on her. She has a din of a Yoledis, she has a din of a Zava. Okay. And both din <coughs> have to be, be dealt with. Okay. We'll get to more about it, but that's the, today's stuff. Okay? Okay? Okay. Good. Let's move on to the next proof. The next proof was, they both agree about Yoledis Bezov. Oh, how do we get to that topic? Right? <laughs> that is Metamalach Vyavish. Now, right now we're assuming that in the question, at least, that, that, that there was a break between, but there was at least a break. It wasn't a continual flow. Okay. And if you hold like Rav, that it's one source, and the Torah at one point says it's Tame and the other point says it's Tor. So then it makes sense why this blood should be Mutamabotlachviyavish. But according to Levi, that's this new blood is uh, coming from a different place. 
So then it's Shnei So then why is it Metamalach V'yavish? Even though she's your alleged dissolve, who cares? It's different blood. This is not the blood that's Metamalach V'yavish. That's the question. So Gomer says, you're right. Levi would argue that it's talking about a continual flow. So that's why. Gomer says, if it's a continual flow, then... Um, um, why do you even, obviously it's, it's problematic. What's the kasha? What do you have to say? Um, what's the chiddush over here that it's metame? The answer is it's a chiddush in Bishame. Because even though Bishame holds that it's one mayon, like we said before, but, and it's totally just in days, but uh, never, that's only true that it's totally just in days by what a Yoledes, which is just the Yoledes. Because once the days are up, everything's finished. But by Yoledes Bizov, which needs more than just days, you need also to count. So you need a, a, a days plus counting of seven clean days. That is not going to work. And that is where we left off yesterday. And um, we'll stop over here.